All right, we are live. Welcome to episode 227 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. On today's episode, we talk about the coaching movement in college football, including Alabama's successor to Nick Saban. You can find this show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live show, just like many of you are doing now, as they're piling into the chat, 8 p.m. Eastern time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. As always, go share the pod with your friends. And now, here's the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host, and it's a brand new day in his, his world. It's a brand new day. Chris Marler. Chris. It is Tyler, it's good to have you back. Week. You were noticeably absent on the most important day of my life when I needed you on Wednesday. Um, yeah, that's true. I was absent. Yeah, kind of makes me wonder what you had to do with Saban retiring. But um, big news week, man. So this is the absolute kiss of death. The absolute kiss of death. Monday's the national championship, and like I like I always do, I get super depressed. Like super depressed as soon as the cultural season's over. Kind of sucks. There's like not. What's up, Cody Kirk? Um, there's like you know there's no football, so I was like, okay, we have to record on Wednesday. We could do it on Tuesday, but let's push it back. Tyler gets COVID. And I was like, you know what? We'll just bump it till Sunday. I'm going to take my patented mental health break from the end of the season, which just means I want to sleep until I can't sleep anymore in the mornings and, you know, enjoy a week. And maybe 45 minutes later after posting that publicly, Nick Saban retires. He did. He did retire. Uh we so well. Let's just catch up on that. I know you and uh, Drew did a great job filling in, but um, I, I, like obviously it wasn't a total total shock, right? I mean, we kind of knew that it was potentially on the table. People had kind of talked about it throughout the year uh, as maybe being an option, but only if maybe Bama won. So I guess not. From what I was told, was the plan he would have retired last year if, if they would have won the national championship, which I think. A lot of people kind of speculated on, um, and that ended up being something I think that would have been on the table. He, I was told, like late, it was before the LSU game. It was the week of the LSU game um, that he was going to retire, and I was like, I, I just like to be honest. After the Georgia game, I kind of forgot about it, and I was like, maybe, maybe we're just going to run it back because of the way they lost. And then, sure enough, Wednesday right. it was like, by the way, it's over. Um, but you know. We talked about it a lot on Wednesday. It was a great show. Um, it was, you know, kind of surprising, I think, just because of the timing of it. it like, and then, and then you talk about the, the stuff going around the program. Kirby Smart talked about it. A couple of the other coaches talked about it, some of the players. He, like, like Drinkwitz was like, he was on a conference call with us this morning at like 1030. Like the SEC coaches conference call. Yeah, right. Like, and he was like actively trying to replace Kevin Steele as well, right? That's another thing. We're going to get to that with the T-Rob hire, but um, at Georgia. But yeah, he was he was interviewing defensive coordinators and going over all the kind of stuff that you would you would do um, running a program. Um, I <laughs> I appreciate that beard dog. Um, 
you know, so so moving on past the saving thing, the next 48 hours, Greg Byrne comes out and says they want to they want to have a replacement in 72 hours, which is ambitious at best. Like that is a that's a very serious um, quick turnaround. Now, I also kept saying I don't think that he would have ever left if if he would have like without like a plan in place, but. I just forgot how miserable it is to be into like in like the spotlight with how social media is. Yeah. And oh, what, what and was, how, many, how long like, was he there? Like 20, 17 20, years, 17 years. Yeah. So it's just like, that's, it's been a while. Yeah. And, and then you also think about like the other, the, the coaching turnover in the sec alone and, and just how crazy it is in, in, in college football. Now, a lot of it kind of sparked by his success. Um, you're, you're watching this unfold in, in like the 24 hours. They were not going to hire anybody in the 24 hours. This, the stories, the rumors, the all of the overreactions was like, it was incredible to watch. Like we heard Dan Lanning was in Tuscaloosa. We heard that from an Oregon television show or like a news station. He was Yeah, not. I think, I think pretty much after, after COVID, like I don't think, the thing it, like tracking planes really works anymore. Like I think people just do zoom calls. Yeah. Well, and like, <laughs> so, so, and Bama's like, I don't know if we're just rusty on it, but they weren't great at the plane tracker. Like the fans were not good at it. There, there was one that was like, there's somebody leaving Oregon. Looks like it's headed for Tuscaloosa. And it's like, the plane is like hovering over Memphis. And then West Blankenship looks at the plane because it says like the style of plane it is. And it's like the fucking plane that you had from, Fast and Furious 8, where there's like, it's like a satellite plane. They're just like in the air for, for whatever. It has nothing to do with, with anyone shipping from, from Oregon, Eugene, Oregon, and Tuscaloosa. So, um, so then it gets into Friday, and I, <laughs> this, so they make the hire, right? They did make the hire. Kalen DeBoer. But, but hey, it was, there was a lot that played out between oh, saving retired and the board was hired. In terms of, you know what? Let's start there then, Tyler. A lot what of anxiety is it that you think played out. Well, for one, look, I'm not. I'm not even saying, you know, candidate A or B or C. I'm just saying, as a Florida State fan, when Norvell, people mm-hmm. that I know that are close to the situation, said that it was a legit offer and that he was probably going to leave if Landing turned it down. This is before Landing even did. Right. You know, quote unquote, we don't know. And, and let's be honest, we're, it's all whoever you hire is always going to be the number one target, right? But also in in the in house, yeah, it is. Outside of your house, whoever you hired was definitely your fifth option, right? That that but publicly, I'm, I'm saying publicly. Uh, no matter if DeBoer actually was or not, they're always going to say he was. Yeah. I, listen, here's the thing. They get Kalen DeBoer. I still say that Dan Lanning would have been my first option. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He was my first sure. option. Also, so, I mean, shout out and RIP to our our really fun segment that we did last fall that I thought we were going to get to do again this fall, which was top five people to replace Nick Saban. We only did it once, and then it was just done. Um, yep. But Dan Lanning would have been my first choice. I, I think that they probably reached out to him. But then, like, hearing the speculation of, like, it was Lanning, then it was Norvell. People, there was Georgia fans that told me it was Kirby. That they reached out to Kirby, and he said no. 
I told you flat out, I would have done all those things. I would have, I, Norvell wouldn't have been top three for me. No offense. But like, I would so have reached lost, out. Bro. What's that? I said you're lost, bro. I just, listen, my thing is what I really wanted out of a candidate was go undefeated in Power Five and actually get invited to the college football playoffs. <laughs> so that was like my main thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so DeBoer so he, did that. He did that. But he gets announced. And, and so here's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna go through all of the comments from fans and the audience because it was wild to watch oh, yeah. some of the shit that happened, right? Um so did you did you see my tweet on the on the hire? No. Is it stupid? I want I wanna know if, if you think that my tweet is fair or unfair. Unfair. I'll say it now. Because we're gonna go through all the I just I've been recording our entire thing apparently in a text to Courtney McKinney in the, in the chat. Um, are you frozen or what? Were you trying to find your tweet? Why are you frozen? Oh God. Um, I okay. This is good radio. All right, I'll take over here. Hopefully, Tyler will be back soon. Um, so. There were a lot of there was a, a lot of uh what's up, Alec Davison? Um, you look hot. Uh there was a ton of speculation from fan bases everywhere. And 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 like I think this is also somebody um get pro in the internet connection. Yeah, Tyler, what is happening right now? Um I don't want to remove it because it's gonna make me look bigger and I I feel I'm very bloated. There we go. Okay, he's gone. Um so ton of speculation and then Jimmy Sexton. The the uh, just incredible agent that he is. He's making people money left and right. I mean, left and right. Um, so that was interesting as well. But they announced that it's going to be Kalen DeBoer. Now, here's where the positives come from for me. Tyler's back. All right. Are you still fucking frozen? I don't okay, think. Okay, good. Your eyes are moving. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that Jimmy Sexton was so fat. He's he's built like Jimmy Rain from, from Auburn. But they announced that it's Kalen DeBoer. And my first thought is, I love the hire. I think it's a great hire because he's a winner and his track record speaks for itself. 104 and 12 uh, career record. He's been a head coach uh, for nine full seasons. He's had 11 wins or more in seven of those seasons. Um, he was 5-0 and against Sark and Landing, who were rumored to be your top two choices. That's one of the things that I really did love. Um, side note, uh, and you'll hear me say it multiple times. If Landing was the number one choice, which he would have been my number one choice, to be very clear. I'm not in charge of the coaching search. Thank God. You guys know how bad my instincts are with almost everything. But like if Dan Lanning is the first choice and they don't hire him, but they hire the guy that's beaten him three times in two years. I love that. Um, so yeah. five and zero against, against Sark and Lanning in two years. And then you talk about going from going and to the program. Two and zero against Lincoln, Lincoln Riley as well. Which is not that impressive to me, but yes. Well, if you're talking the you know the top names in the game right now, right? Especially for coaching play, coaching uh, replacements. Um, and then he's 25 and three at Washington. And during the 25 and three stretch, Washington people forget was a four and eight program when he took it over. Four and eight. They had seven combined wins in the two years prior to him being there. Four and eight the year before he gets there. In the year he gets there, they go 11 and two in year one at the Power Five level. Like that's not. Like, and, and this is where we're going to, I can't wait to do this. I told Tyler, this is the plan yesterday. And I am so 
fucking excited to do it. But I'm going to poke hole in every single possible argument that has been made about why is a bad hire. Because I, I, I don't care if it's being biased or sunshine pumping or whatever you want to call it. I'm going to try my best to be positive about this, this hire because I think it's a good hire. I think if you go out, this is a top three choice no matter what. So I don't care if it wasn't the first choice. I don't care if it wasn't the second choice, which, again, none of us know. None of us know that. We just all assume it was. Right. And by the way, let me be petty because I'm pretty sure Bay is not listening to it. She's going to hate that I said that. But Allie's not listening in the in the chat anymore. Another thing I love about this hire, uh, he has no no correlation to hookers or prostitutes like the coach at Auburn right now. Got to say we nailed it. Got to say we nailed it. There are some things that are concerning, mainly the fact that he has used every single job as a stepping stone. I don't think this is one of them. Um, <laughs> Willie Gray says, we wouldn't expect anything else. We got a thousand Milro memes. We got more, baby. We got more. Okay. I, got him, I got him in the chamber right now. Um, but I think that it's a really good hire. There's some concerns, like the recruiting is a concern. Um, the stepping stone that he's used right. for. I'm going to read you my tweet now and okay. see if you agree with this. My bad. Massive job ahead for Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, but he has seemed up for it thus far in his career. Despite having less talent, this was before everybody was on this tr track, by the way. Yeah. Despite having less talent, he went 3-0 against Dan Lanning, turned a low three-star QB from Florida into a Heisman contender, won Pac-12 Coach of the Year his only two years at Washington. There will be questions about no Southern ties, lack of recruiting prowess, especially along the D-line, and there will be questions how those will mix with the immense pressure the top job in the SEC comes with, only enhanced by replacing the GOAT, will be fascinating to watch this play out one way or the other. Yeah, that's a really good tweet. Thank you. I, I didn't see that. Did I not follow you on Twitter? Pepper says hello. Yeah, uh, you might have unfollowed me after I threatened to never follow college football again if Norvell left. This, by the way, behind the scenes here, this is one of the actual <laughs> terrifying things that I, I was so depressed. I'm like, I'm just going to sleep until there's an announcement, and that's all I know to do. And Tyler sends me this text, and he's like, I'll tell you right now, if Mike Norvell is the new head coach, I will never watch college football again. I was like, perfect. Um, no, I, I think you nailed it, man. I think, I, think you, I think you nailed it in every single sense of the word. I, it's like, I think for, like there's, I'm surprised that the only, the only thing people are saying isn't strictly about recruiting because that's the only thing that you could really point at where it's like negative. But also, you know, I, I, you keep up with recruiting more than I do. But, like, I've never seen Washington finish the top 10 class. I've never seen Washington, like, banging down the doors for a bunch of five stars necessarily. Um, that seems like that's a place that has, for the most part, I don't want to seem, I don't say always, but for the most part, say, you know, that it is a place that develops talent and goes from there. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think – if you if you're at Washington, you can get away with playing your conference games while having less talent and you know just better coaching. Yeah, and to a lesser extent, that's what Norvell's done. I think Norvell and DeBoer are kind of very similar candidates for the job because there's been some questions. You know, they've had some high profile misses, Travis Hunter, uh, KJ Bolden. So there's some some questions about recruiting there. But yeah, um, I mean, when you talk about coaching acumen, like there's not many better than DeBoer. Now, Alabama doesn't just, like, from what I've seen and what I've heard from, um, you know, news outlets, like, a, you know, just, like, national people and even, uh, like, the Florida State side was that 
Bama never really had to get super focused about their NIL collective because Saban was the attraction. Right. And so they're a little behind on that. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. people like kids would take discounts to come play for Saban. Right. So you don't have, you don't have that anymore. Bama, maybe like right now, because of everything Saban's done, Bama kind of sells itself, but it hasn't always just sold itself where everyone's going to go there. They're going to have the number one recruiting class. So there are going to be questions about that that have to be answered, but to act like they just won't be answered is kind of ridiculous too. I mean, he still has to fill out his defensive staff, which if I think he's smart, he's going to get some people that are from down here that have connections to the high schools, you know, and go from there. So where do you want to go from here? Um, Do you want to go into the pros and cons of this hire and and the the plan that I wanted to go into? Because I already see there's a comment from Will Myers says how much of DeBoer's success at Washington is directly tied to Phoenix and Adunze. Um, UW looked highly pedestrian in the natty when needed for well. So, so here's the thing that I, I think I've, I've, I want to say learned, but remembered from a coaching search now more than ever. No matter, Bama could have fucking rehired Nick Saban. They could have rehired Nick Saban. He retires on Wednesday. He could have been rehired on Thursday night. And you would have seen on social media and, and news outlets and, and whatever else from outside of Tuscaloosa, a majority of the takes be something around like, well, the world of college football has changed since he was gone. This is a terrible hire. He's obviously, he doesn't want to be here anymore. Like whoever they were going to hire was going to get shit on from the outside. It was going to get shit on from a lot of people on the inside that, that don't like the hire. We saw how, how fickle this fan base could be immediately after the, the college football playoff game against Michigan where – Milrose getting blamed, and I had to go on a just a like a fight to the ends of the earth for this guy. Um, so I think that getting into all of the concerns, let's start talking about those and poking hold of them. Now, if you want to go to Twitter, I'd love for you to go to Twitter. You want me to go to the tweet that you put out? Yeah, and and I, I just want to tell you how much of a genius I am, first and foremost. Also, okay. we had 105 people in here. We're we're 14 or 15 minutes in. Just want to say thank you to you guys for watching. Thank you to Evan Grimes and the super chat, everybody in the comments as well. This has been it's been a week, man. But I'm it's good to like be able to talk about football a little bit again because um, the end of the season sucks. So thank you, uh, Evan Grimes, for the super chat too. By the way, that was great. We do have access yeah. to the super chat now, so if you guys feel inclined, we do. Like the the channel does. We don't know how to cash that money out. That's <laughs> like, um, no. So, and, and Mitchell Spoon says, could talk about the effects of the hire both in and outside the program. I think there are so many ways to look at this that are positive. Um, that are like, cause there's so much of the negative pushback was like this low hanging dumb fruit that is, that people just latched onto. If you want to make a case for why it's not a good hire, you go to the recruiting part of it and you go to the recruiting part of it only. Do you have the tweet? Yeah. Okay. Hello. Um, now, talking about the recruiting part of it, okay? Um, yes, I do think... Uh, <laughs> and I would say, and I would say for... It, it, this would have been the same for any candidate, but... The... What's up? I didn't say anything. Oh, dude, this, this thing is jacked up. Um, no, I was going to say it would have, it would have been for any candidate, but also having to, you know, 
come to the top job in the in the top conference, mm-hmm. and it's a totally different style of play than the Pac-12. And you're obviously replacing the best coach of all time, who is going to be in the building, kind of overseeing things in a sense. That would have been the same for any candidate, but specifically like the style of play for the SEC. You know, we saw when Michigan played Washington that they just couldn't keep up along the lines. So that's going to be something. Even having a great O line, you know, the Joe Moore, Moore Award winners, mm-hmm. that's still something that will have to be proven. Like he's proven yeah. that he's a great coach, right? Yeah. And the defense, like he's bringing Ryan Grubb, the offensive coordinator. I think that's great. The defense, though, is something you have to you have to nail down. All right, let's get into some of the negative things that were said. So the recruiting part of it. The one of the first things I saw was this is this is Brian Harson 2.0. Let me tell you why that's not true. Because because this is Brian Harson was never a coach at the Power Five level, and just because he's not from the Southeast or hasn't been here before. I'm not saying he's a slam dunk to go into kids' homes and, and be the best recruiter in, in the country or, you know, on par with Saban or any of these other elite recruiters. I know he's not at the same level as Kirby because no one is. But, like, if you're going to tell me that he's Brian Harson 2.0 because he's never been around the Southeast, there's, there's like, laundry lists, like, just Rolodex of, of, of different examples of people that did have ties to the Southeast that were hired in SEC jobs and looked awful. Jeremy Pruitt was one of the best recruiters and defensive minds in the country for probably half a decade, maybe more. And he got hired at Tennessee, not cut out to be a head coach. Like, you know, I, I surround yourself with good recruiters. The, the fact that one guy failed in a situation where he was destined to fail because he was put into a bullshit situation where boosters were out to get him right off the bat, don't recreate that. Just don't recreate that. I don't think Bama will. Um, what's the next one we could look at? Do you, do you not have a tweet? I have it. Um, so one that I can point out, and I this was a, actually a criticism of Norvell when we hired him, because he's never built an FBS team of his own. His players at Fresno State and Washington were, for the most part, already in place, and he didn't stay long enough to, to coach a team of his very own. At best, he is unproven as a recruiter. So... That was said about Norvell when he came from Memphis because he went to Memphis and not only did he get the team to play better than they had, but yeah. it was Justin Fuente's team. Like he had got he got a job at Virginia Tech and ended up being terrible there. Um, and you know before that, obviously Norvell had never been a coach, so it's like people said the same thing: like, oh, he can't build a a program of his own. He just took what was already a good program and just you know sustained it. And he came to Florida State in a pandemic and had to build his team over Zoom. Now he had the right. transfer portal, which was nice, but he he figured out a way and said, what's going to be the quickest way for us to, to rise as fast as we can? It's not going to be through high school recruiting. Uh, and he built the team through the portal. And so right. he answered that question right away. And I don't know if he's going to have to build this team on the portal because they are losing a lot of players left and right. Um, but I do know that if that is a case – and, and again – Love the phrasing of it, right? At the most, it's at the very least, it's a concern. I think that's fair. Like all of this is unknown. Like again, yeah. all of this is unknown. Like we don't know who, what choice he was. We don't know, but we can look at the results on the field. And if you're going to tell me he doesn't, he didn't build a team of his own, okay. But I do know that he took a team that went four and eight the year before, and then took them to eleven and two and fourteen and one. 
I saw earlier in the chat somebody said that he's it was only because how good Michael Penix was in the um in the first round receiver of Dunze. Okay, so if, if you if you think it's a situation where he was only good because the talent that he had at, at Washington, what the fuck do you think he's walking into in Tuscaloosa? Because even with Isaiah Bond being gone, like the talent level of every position, if you're if you're not a fan of Jalen Milrow, we can fight about that some other time. But Julian saying five star quarterback who's one of the top quarterbacks in the country coming in, I you know lo- love the idea of him coming in and being your quarterback in this system. Side note, yeah. Tyler, if you think that Penix, the only reason he was good because of Penix, and there's no way that Jalen Milrow can have success in this offense, guess what I got? A graphic. <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there. These are just factual numbers. Don't get upset about factual numbers. But they had roughly the same completion percentage. He had a higher yards per attempt. And he had, like, this is the one that stands out to me is the passer rating. You know, I, I just, I, I, like, I don't think that in year one it's going to be, from a passing standpoint, I don't think they're going to have, Michael Penix is awesome. I don't think it's going to be the significant drop off at quarterback play um, that you're going to see. And I also don't think that Will Rogers is coming in to take take over the job just because he's in the transfer portal again. That Listen, Lloyd Townsville, Townsville says that, one of the best points, and this I meant to say this earlier, and I'm glad he brought it up. Saban has never co- Saban never coached in the South until LSU. How did that turn out for a coach with no ties to the SEC? Give the man a chance, roll tide. Um, so that's another thing I, I think is 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 a good point. What's the next? What's the next one? Uh, let's see here. Tough following a legend. We kind Fair. of touched on that. Um, as a Bama fan, I'm concerned about the intensity we'll play with on defense. Okay. So I think that that's one thing you're going to have to surround yourself with. And I think that there's a lot of people that will look at that loss of, of Travis or Javaris Robinson going to Georgia and how big of a deal that is. I personally would have loved to keep Javaris Robinson. I will also tell you, and Georgia fans aren't going to want to hear this. Like Saban and Kirby even spoke to this. Saban was was interviewing defensive coordinator candidates because Kevin Sill retired. He was doing that on Wednesday. He was doing that on Wednesday. Right. If Travers yeah. Robinson would have been guaranteed the defensive coordinator position under Saban, he probably would have kept that and kept the role and the title and all that came with it instead of being defensive backs coach and co-defensive coordinator along with another co-defensive coordinator, and then Will Muschamp, who is not the co-defensive coordinator because he's an analyst now. So, Well, you didn't think that was a savage move by Georgia? One of them, that's, I thought it's a great pickup. He's a really good recruiter, and I wish that Bama would have kept him. I also, yes, I Willie, Willie Gray says that was already in the works for Saban retired. I don't feel like it was like, if he, if he was supposed to be the defensive coordinator that Saban was going to hire himself, or that Saban was going to tell the new regime, like, this is the guy you have to have, they would have done it. Yeah. Um, mm. The other thing I want to say about Penix, too, is is let's, let's actually not use that as a negative, but a positive for, for DeBoer, because Penix was not a high, highly rated recruit. He went to Indiana in high school, and you know who coached him in Indiana? Kalen DeBoer. Right. 
So it's not like he's the Kalen DeBoer is the reason he went to Michigan or uh, to Washington. He's so what we're saying, Tyler, is he's only good because even though he wasn't a highly ranked recruit or that great when he was at Indiana, Kalen DeBoer coached him up and then he became really good. Now he might be a first round pick. That's the only reason they were good is because he had a really good quarterback. Right. Okay. The one that he developed and recruited. Um. Yeah, I don't. Those are the only things I could think of that you could say is as negative. I mean, his. Oh, like maybe like part of his really good record was because he was an NAIA. Yeah, and that's. I'm glad you. That was the next one I wanted to go to. Sixty-seven and three in NAIA. Okay. What if? What if we we disregard all that? What if we just look at what he did the last two years at the Power Five level? When he went twenty-five and three and played for a national championship six calendar days ago, and and went fourteen and zero to start the year, and ended up losing to Michigan. And by the way, losing to Michigan sucks. I can tell you that personally after watching my team do it. This idea that them getting blown out or not looking good against Michigan when almost everyone did that against Michigan this year, they had a they had a average margin of victory that was the highest in the country. Um, throughout the season at plus 27. I don't, I just, I have a hard time believing. That's a really good defense. It was the only defense in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what? And let's, and let's be honest. I mean, you, you don't really have to recruit to the level on the, the D line in the Pac 12. So right. when you go to play like a Big Ten or an SEC team, especially like an elite Big Ten team, um, you're going to face a disadvantage along the line. That's just how it yeah. is. And so it's going to be tough to move the ball anyways. Um, yeah. You would think, or at least you would hope, if you're a fan of Alabama, that the the trench play will be elevated as far as recruiting is concerned. And I don't even want to be now, that, that much of a sunshine pumper about that because I think he's going to have to go prove it. And it is a little bit worrisome that you look at all the numbers that that he's got from – like. Like everyone he's bringing in on the staff is is mainly offensive. Ryan Grubb, the the OC coming along with him, I think is huge. Yeah, just get that continuity and know that that you don't have to worry about. Because I don't know, does DeBoer call plays or was Grubbs? I'm guessing Grubbs calls plays. I don't. I think it's Grubbs just calls plays. Yeah. So if you didn't bring him along, that's another obstacle that you have to you have to get a coach in that's going to know how to call the plays that you want and yeah. have that continuity. I mean, that offense should be humming right away right i mean you would hope so now i those are all the positives i think i think it's a really really good hire we should move on because we talked about it for about 30 minutes we, let's move on to some of the aftermath that happened with it and what how it affected college football um before we do that i want to say one more thing if you found yourself during any of this during any of this process deciding to speculate on the reason why Nick Saban left and having it to have anything to do with his wife having a debilitating disease like dementia or Alzheimer's. That is so fucking gross and irresponsible that it was being spread around by reputable sources. Roddy Nabolsi, or however you pronounce his name, People like, and it wasn't just it wasn't just that it was I saw it I saw it on Crane Co I saw it in a lot of places where speculating 
there might be something going on close to the close to the situation, and like that might have been why he left so early. That that started almost immediately. That is nobody's fucking business. Nobody's fucking business. So move and and just also to to put everyone's mind at ease. Kristen posted today that that was not real. Everyone in the family's in good health. So it's a weird thing. Um, all right, this obviously this hire started a domino effect across the country. Um, you want to start at Washington who they got? Yeah, I feel like they did a good job. They got Jed fish from Arizona. Um, who obviously Arizona was really good. And I saw Brett McMurphy's top, like way too early top 25. He had Arizona eighth next year. Um, so that could also cause, you know, some more things like, uh, did I see that by the way, I, I might be dreaming this. Did I see Will Rogers is going to Bama now? I just, I was just saying that. Like, it, that's not been announced. I don't think. Okay. Unless, right. unless it's happened since we started the show. He, no, no. He's back I in thought the I portal, saw it yesterday though. or something. Yeah. Oh, he's back in the portal. Okay. Right. Um. So then that could that could mean. And by the way, Judd Fish is a really good hire. I mean, he's been in the NFL. He's obviously done really good things at Arizona. He was at Michigan with Harbaugh, I think, at one point. Um, I believe he has a lot of strong connections up in the Seattle area. So that if you're going to lose DeBoer, like, especially like a couple days after you just lost the championship game. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good slide in there for them. Um, I, I was wondering why Arizona didn't counter and, and I forgot, I forgot probably, the yeah. reason why. So, yeah. Their budget, their budget was, yeah. They spent like 250 million more than their budget last year. Because they somehow miscounted $240 million that they, they missed. I didn't know this either. Do you know that the CFO of the university got $500,000 like to stay on and be like a, a, an analyst or a strategist or something like that? Strategist? Strategist. Strategist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that was pretty wild. Um, so I, I, I think it's a good hire. I think it's a good hire. Also, Washington fans, we are quick to like shit on – other programs and not see how frustrating it is to other fan bases. That's a tough week, man. You lost the national championship yeah. game, an undefeated season, and then you lost your head coach. I think it'll be interesting to see if Fafita um, follows him. Yeah, me too. And they have a star too. receiver there too. Yeah. Um, okay, so elsewhere, but I, and we got to get into all the portal stuff because a lot of decommitments, a lot of portal stuff also happened from this. Traveris Robinson goes to Georgia. I do think it's a good hire. And for what he was for the capacity that he was hired in, I don't know how many fucking co-defensive coordinators Georgia can get. They're like Infinity Stones. Muschamp's uh, an analyst now, which is horseshit. He's 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 going to spend more time with his family. And I'm just listen. I don't feel like this is just a me thing. Who wants to spend more time with their family? What I mean, like, what are we talking about here? Um. Yeah, I mean, look, it's like obviously it's a, on, especially on the recruiting side, it's a good hire for Georgia. To me, it's like I don't think it really matters who you hire, where, how good of a recruiter they are. They're they've had the number one class for the last like what five of the last six years. I mean, you, how how much better are you going to get on the recruiting trail because of that? Uh, we got breaking news here. Uh oh, like real breaking news? Yeah, it's from from. Courtney McKinney. I don't know if this is real or not, but it says it's looking like T Rob and DJ Durkin will both be a part of the defensive staff at Alabama. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. 
Um, okay, so that that domino. I, you just let Courtney break news on our show, though, and if it's fake, she's gonna have to pay the price. What does that mean? We're gonna have to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Courtney have been teaming up all weekend and just owning Auburn fans in this group chat we're in. It's been a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so I, I do think it's a good hire. I think now the whole idea that it's like one of the most savage moves in the history of off-season moves. Quote from Graham Coffee, who we love to death. Yeah, that was a little bit extreme. Yeah. Um, let's see what what else what else happened to this? We are talking about Jimmy Sexton getting every everyone paid. I mean, everyone. That's he does it every year. I mean, the guy has got an absolute train rolling. Like he, what a business model! Just get every and not not that I would say it's easy, but get every major college coach as your agent, and then anytime a job opens up, like. Let's just picture this. Let's just say, okay, yeah, DeBoer actually was the number one target. Um, he's like, yeah, all right, here you go. You, that's fine. We'll work on DeBoer, but we're going to put out that you also are interested in Steve Sarkeesian, my client, uh-huh. Ravel, my client, this person, my client, and we'll just work their schools, Lanning, my client. We'll just work their schools for more money for them. All the while knowing we're going to get DeBoer, also my client. Right. Who's taking a pay cut from what what Washington offered him? $1.3 million less to coach at Bama than he was going to get at, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Washington. At Washington. All right. So and I, I didn't want this to be only Bama theme, but I also don't care. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about how this has affected the transfer portal. Isaiah Bond, who became the number two overall player in the portal. He transferred to Texas. Yep. Now, I have some feelings on this. That did you see the video that he posted? I did not. I saw that he committed there, but I did not see his video. There's a screenshot of him in a Lamborghini, for one, that he posted on his Snapchat. Of also, I hate, I hate that this is how we're fucking breaking news now. Isaiah Pond. Posted on his Snapchat, he was in a Lamborghini in Austin. <laughs> Me and Isaiah have a snap streak of 37. So he posted that. And then, Tyler, he posted a video today of him being fed grapes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> that is something. That is absolutely something. Um, how do you put... How do you put video or like tweets in the in the actual chat uh i mean i would just uh post it as a comment there post the link to it okay um but yeah he he posted a video of him getting fed grapes which was absolutely wild absolutely wild uh probably some poor like you know assistant training manager that was like please i just wanted to wrap your ankle (laughs) this is so weird um (laughs) Thought that thought that was icky. I'll say that. Um, Obviously, a nice pickup for Texas. I mean, huge. How about Ohio State? Yeah, we haven't talked about that since the last time. Quinshawn Judkins. They got not only did they get him, but they got a lot of players to come back. Yeah, they have Will Howard now at quarterback. Uh, Travion Henderson, who everyone thought, well, if they're getting Judkins, then he must be going to the NFL. Right. He decides to come back. Uh, Mecca Buka, everyone's favorite potato salad. Back on the roster. So, you know, dude, it's Ohio <laughs> State. Okay. 
I said the three the three O teams, Oregon, Ole Miss, Ohio State, are all in on 2024. Oregon got uh, Evan Stewart. Yeah. I mean, I think that it is it is interesting to, to know that this is the this is the day and age of, of what we're going to be living in now because Amari Nyblack, also a guy that, that entered the portal for Bama, the tight end. Um, now, to, to be clear, going back to Bond for a second, no part of me is mad at Isaiah Bond. This is just the this is the nature of it. If I was in college and you offered me two thousand dollars to transfer, I probably would have done it. If you're offering me a Lamborghini, I what's the what's the line from that that Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre song? Got bitches in the living room getting it on over here, feeding them grapes. Like, what are we talking about? They ain't leaving till six in the morning. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. incredible. Um, Arch Manning leaving Texas. I don't think he's leaving Texas unless it, unless that was also just announced. It has been crazy to see that, like, uh, they, yeah, Herman Brown makes a really good point. Y'all see any tweaking done to the portal to fix it because it's getting out of control. It is, it is getting out of control. It is getting out of control. And I'll tell you this too, Tyler. I don't do this a lot on the show. Um, I love being right. One place I was definitely wrong, I defended it till I was blue in the face, which is that Saban wasn't leaving because of NIL. And it turns out he absolutely was. He was tired of it. Tired of it. Um, Mitzi Martin says, four TDs all season for Bond. He's not worth a car of grapes, um, a car or grapes to feed him. I will say this. Isaiah Bond, huge fan of the show. I'm sure he's watching right now while he's being, he's getting his calf massaged at an Asian parlor in Austin. I will say I will say this. That man was part of two of the biggest moments of this season, and this was one of the most fun seasons I have ever been a part of watching Alabama football. Fourth and thirty-one. Well, I'll remember it forever. It was awesome, and I was standing right there, and then letting out all these guttural noises, and then the play against Georgia as well. You broke two of our rivals' biggest hearts, or two of our biggest rivals' hearts, and I think that was awesome. I, you know, best of luck at Texas. Um, this also kind of goes back, Tyler, to, to what we talked about before, which is those teams, those like dormant blue bloods that now have NIL money, like Texas, Miami got what's his name? Cam Ward, yeah. Like they're they're going to start making the comeback because they're gonna be hungry and wanting wanting success. The Cam Ward thing is weird because he d- declared for the draft. Yeah, but he never fired uh hired an agent. So he still had the opportunity to go back on that, I guess. Let me ask you a question, and you might not even know, but but like a lot of these kids have agents in college now for their NIL stuff. Is that yeah. different than a draft agent? I think so. It's got to be. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it's. I'm hoping Saban, after a couple of years hanging around the program, making sure it's you know operating at its efficiency that it should be somehow moves into a role where he helps out all of college football because somebody's got to do something. Uh, It's just, it's, it's a crazy game right now. All the coaches I'm telling you right now, like we're going to, we're going to lose and it happened with Saban, but there's going to be some major coach in college over the next year that is just going to say, you know what? I'm going to the NFL. I can't do it anymore. Right. It's going to shock everybody. Like, I don't know if it'll be Kirby, somebody. Kirby's addicted to the recruiting game, but somebody who doesn't just absolutely love it, I could see, like, 
there's been a lot of speculation about Kirby doing that. I just don't, there's no reason for him to be. Dude, did you see this? Well, if he hates, if he yeah. hates, if he hates where college football is and there's no end in sight, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is wild that like the whole thing is like, like even Bond posted something today. They were like, did you not, did, did DeBoer not reach out to you? And he's like, he did. I didn't, I didn't pick it up. I, didn't, I never responded. Right. It's like, what? Like, why would you not? I, I don't, Kirby, I, did you see the stat about how many active coaches have beaten Kirby Smart since 2018? None. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fucking stupid. Like, that, yeah. that's just ridiculous. Very dumb. Um, all right. We've been doing this for about 45 minutes, uh, and I know I've talked y'all's ear off about Bama. Um, big that's kind of, I mean, look, that's the big, that's the big news right now. I mean, uh, other than that, you know, the late sounding period is kind of like, I, and I, what, what happened to like there being a deadline on the transfer portal? I feel like shit's going on. <coughs> Four states becoming like Bama South. Yeah, yeah, I got Roydell Williams, didn't you? Roydell Williams, Malik Benson, Terrence Ferguson, Earl Little. I mean, have fun with Malik Benson. The Malik Benson thing is wild to me because it's like, I thought he was going to be huge this year. They just didn't, I don't know if they use him properly or what. Um, But yeah, I mean, it is, it's wild. Like the last thing I'll say on it is, Bama just lost. They lost Ryan Williams, who decommitted, who's the five star that like, you got to hold on to. You got to get that kid. Mm -hmm. Ryan Williams would be the fifth highest ranked recruit in Bama history, which I did not know. Wow. Like that, that's a huge, Jeez. huge um, thing. The other, the other one is that I don't know how to say this because name. What's his name? Like fucking Rufus French or something? No, Rufus French played for Ole Miss like the nineties. Who's the guy that you tweeted about? Oh, oh yeah, Jamie French. Yeah, with two Fs, which is the <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. worst. You didn't want um, him anyways. It's got a terrible last name. <laughs> I love, um, I love like message boards and Twitter after like you lose a commit. The guy sucks, anyways. He's like, like, you see his that one game against. He's just not Bad. not our kind of receiver. One of my least favorite things. Um, they, uh, the, uh, the, <laughs> there's we we should got to get message board geniuses back on here. I think we had him on before the season. They they yep. made some comment about how um, somebody was talking about, like an Arizona fan was like. Fucking can't believe Fish left. I hope his wife cheats on him. It's like, <laughs> that's wild. That's um, all right. Well, let's close it out or whatever you yeah. want to talk about. No, let's close it out. Um, appreciate you guys stopping in the chat. It was a great night for the chat. Jeez. Appreciate yeah. all the live listeners. Uh, like we said, we do it every uh, every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, go rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. We really yeah, appreciate please. that. Uh it's been a really, really good season for us as far as growth of the show. And the only way that we're going to continue to grow is if you guys um, you know, go out there, share the word. But also, if you haven't, five stars. Or I think after a while, it resets. Go If you've already given us five stars, do it again. Let's get this thing to the moon. We'll take down all the other college football podcasts. Um, In blood. And don't, don't forget to check us out on socials uh, at Sat Down South on Twitter, at Saturday Down South on Instagram and TikTok, and of course the YouTube Saturday Down South. Um, real quick, moving yep. forward for the the schedule, I I think we should just do Wednesday Sunday still until the Super Bowl. Okay. So there you go. Sounds good.
Whether you want to or not, bitch. Bitch. All right. For Chris, I'm Tyler. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys.